Chapter Fourteen of Essays in Experimental Logic. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Essays in Experimental Logic by John Dewey. Chapter Fourteen: The Logic of Judgments of Practice. Their Nature. In introducing the discussion i shall first say a word to avoid possible misunderstandings it may be objected that such a term as practical judgment is misleading that the term practical judgment is a misnomer and a dangerous one since all judgments by their very nature are intellectual or theoretical consequently there is a danger that the term will lead us to treat as judgment and knowledge something which is not really knowledge at all and thus start us on the road which ends in mysticism or obscurantism all this is admitted i do not mean by practical judgment a type of judgment having a different organ and source from other judgments i mean simply a kind of judgment having a specific type of subject matter propositions exist relating to agenda to things to do or be done judgments of a situation demanding action there are for example propositions of the form m n should do thus and so it is better wiser more prudent right advisable opportune expedient etc to act thus and so and this is the type of judgment i denote practical it may also be objected that this type of subject matter is not distinctive that there is no ground for marking it off from judgments of the form s p or m r n i am willing again to admit that such may turn out to be the fact but meanwhile the prima facie difference is worth considering if only for the sake of reaching a conclusion as to whether or no there is a kind of subject matter so distinctive as to imply a distinctive logical form to assume in advance that the subject matter of practical judgments must be reducible to the form s p or m r n is assuredly as gratuitous as the contrary assumption it begs one of the most important questions about the world which can be asked the nature of time moreover current discussion exhibits if not a complete void at least a decided lacuna as to propositions of this type mr russell has recently said that of the two parts of logic the first enumerates or inventories the different kinds or forms of propositions footnote scientific method in philosophy page fifty seven and footnote it is noticeable that he does not even mention this kind as a possible kind yet it is conceivable that this omission seriously compromises the discussion of other kinds additional specimens of practical judgments may be given he had better consult a physician it would not be advisable for you to invest in those bonds the united states should either modify its monroe doctrine or else make more efficient military preparations this is a good time to build a house if i do that i shall be doing wrong etc it is silly to dwell upon the practical importance of judgments of this sort 
but not wholly silly to say that their practical importance arouses suspicion as to the grounds of their neglect in discussion of logical forms in general regarding them we may say one their subject matter implies an incomplete situation this incompleteness is not physical something is there but what is there does not constitute the entire objective situation as there it requires something else only after this something else has been supplied will the given coincide with the full subject matter this consideration has an important bearing upon the conception of the indeterminate and contingent it is sometimes assumed both by adherents and by opponents that the validity of these notions entails that the given is itself indeterminate which appears to be nonsense the logical implication is that of a subject matter as yet undeterminated unfinished or not wholly given the implication is of future things moreover the incompleteness is not personal i mean by this that the situation is not confined within the one making the judgment the practical judgment is neither exclusively nor primarily about oneself on the contrary it is a judgment about oneself only as it is a judgment about the situation in which one is included and in which a multitude of other factors external to self are included the contrary assumption is so constantly made about moral judgments that this statement must appear dogmatic but surely the prima facie case is that when i judge that i should not give money to the street beggar i am judging the nature of an objective situation and that the conclusion about myself is governed by the proposition about the situation in which i happen to be included the full complex proposition includes the beggar social conditions and consequences a charity organization society etc on exactly the same footing as it contains myself aside from the fact that it seems impossible to defend the objectivity of moral propositions on any other ground we may at least point to the fact that judgments of policy whether made about ourselves or some other agent are certainly judgments of a situation which is temporarily unfinished now is a good time for me to buy certain railway bonds is a judgment about myself only because it is primarily a judgment about hundreds of factors wholly external to myself if the genuine existence of such propositions be admitted the only question about moral judgments is whether or no they are cases of practical judgments as the latter have been defined a question of utmost importance for moral theory but not of crucial import for our logical discussion two their subject matter implies that the proposition is itself a factor in the completion of the situation carrying it forward to its conclusion according as the judgment is that this or that should be done the situation will when completed have this or that subject matter the proposition that it is well to do this is a proposition to treat the given in a certain way since the way is established by the proposition the proposition is a determining factor in the outcome 
as a proposition about the supplementation of the given it is a factor in the supplementation and this is not an extraneous matter something subsequent to the proposition but in its own logical force here is found prima facie at least a marked distinction of the practical proposition from descriptive and narrative propositions from the familiar s p propositions and from those of pure mathematics the latter imply that the proposition does not enter into the constitution of the subject matter of the proposition there also is a distinction from another kind of contingent proposition namely that which has the form he has started for your house the house is still burning it will probably rain the unfinishedness of the given is implied in these propositions but it is not implied that the proposition is a factor in determining their completion three the subject matter implies that it makes a difference how the given is terminated that one outcome is better than another and that the proposition is to be a factor in securing as far as may be the better in other words there is something objectively at stake in the forming of the proposition at right or wrong descriptive judgment a judgment confined to the given whether temporal spatial or subsistent does not affect its subject matter it does not help or hinder its development for by hypothesis it has no development but a practical proposition affects the subject matter for better or worse for it is a judgment as to the condition the thing to be done of the existence of the complete subject matter footnote the analytic realists have shown a peculiar disinclination to discuss the nature of future consequences as terms of propositions they certainly are not identical with the mental act of referring to them they are objective to it do they therefore already subsist in some realm of subsistence or is subsistence but a name for the fact of logical reference leaving the determination of the meaning of subsistence dependent upon a determination of the meaning of logical more generally what is the position of analytic realism about the future and footnote for a practical proposition is binary it is a judgment that the given is to be treated in a specified way it is also a judgment that the given admits of such treatment that it admits of a specified objective termination it is a judgment at the same stroke of end the result to be brought about and of means ethical theories which disconnect the discussion of ends as so many of them do from determination of means thereby take discussion of ends out of the region of judgment if there be such ends they have no intellectual status to judge that i should see a physician implies that the given elements of the situation should be completed in a specific way and also that they afford the conditions which make the proposed completion practicable the proposition concerns both resources and obstacles intellectual determination of elements lying in the way of say proper vigor and of elements which can be utilized to get around or surmount these obstacles 
the judgment regarding the need of a physician implies the existence of hindrances in the pursuit of the normal occupations of life but it equally implies the existence of positive factors which may be set in motion to surmount the hindrances and reinstate normal pursuits it is worth while to call attention to the reciprocal character of the practical judgment in its bearing upon the statement of means from the side of the end the reciprocal nature locates and condemns utopianism and romanticism what is sometimes called idealism from the side of means it locates and condemns materialism and predeterminism what is sometimes called mechanism by materialism i mean the conception that the given contains exhaustively the entire subject matter of practical judgment that the facts in their givenness are all there is to it the given is undoubtedly just what it is it is determinate throughout but it is the given of something to be done the survey and inventory of present conditions of facts are not something complete in themselves they exist for the sake of an intelligent determination of what is to be done of what is required to complete the given to conceive the given in any such way then as to imply that it negates in its given character the possibility of any doing of any modification is self-contradictory as a part of a practical judgment the discovery that a man is suffering from an illness is not a discovery that he must suffer or that the subsequent course of events is determined by his illness it is the indication of a needed and a possible course by which to restore health even the discovery that the illness is hopeless falls within this principle it is an indication not to waste time and money on certain fruitless endeavors to prepare affairs with respect to death etc it is also an indication of search for conditions which will render in the future similar cases remediable not hopeless the whole case for the genuineness of practical judgment stands or falls with this principle it is open to question but decision as to its validity must rest upon empirical evidence it cannot be ruled out of court by a dialectic development of the implications of propositions about what is already given or what has already happened that is its invalidity cannot be deduced from an assertion that the character of the scientific judgment as a discovery and statement of what is forbids it much less from an analysis of mathematical propositions for this method only begs the question unless the facts are complicated by the surreptitious introduction of some preconception the prima facie empirical case is that the scientific judgment the determinant diagnosis favors instead of forbidding the doctrine of a possibility of change of the given to overthrow this presumption means i repeat to discover specific evidence which makes it impossible and in view of the immense body of empirical evidence showing that we add to control of what is given the subject matter of scientific judgment by means of scientific judgment the likelihood of any such discovery seems slight 
these considerations throw light upon the proper meaning of practical idealism and of mechanism idealism in action does not seem to be anything except an explicit recognition of just the implications we have been considering it signifies a recognition that the given is given as obstacles to one course of active development or completion and as resources for another course by which development of the situation directly blocked may be indirectly secured it is not a blind instinct of hopefulness or that miscellaneous obscurantist emotionalism often called optimism any more than it is utopianism it is recognition of the increased liberation and redirection of the course of events achieved through accurate discovery or more specifically it is this recognition operating as a ruling motive in extending the work of discovery and utilizing its results mechanism means the reciprocal recognition on the side of means it is the recognition of the import within the practical judgment of the given of fact in its determinate character the facts in their isolation taken as complete in themselves are not mechanistic at most they just are and that is the end of them they are mechanistic as indicating the mechanism the means of accomplishing the possibilities which they indicate apart from a forward look the anticipation of the future movement of affairs mechanism is a meaningless conception there is no sense in implying the conception to a finished world to any scene which is simply and only done with propositions regarding a past world just as past not as furnishing the conditions of what is to be done might be complete and accurate but they would be of the nature of a complex catalogue to introduce in addition the conception of mechanism is to introduce the implication of possibilities of future accomplishment footnote supposing the question to be that of some molten state of the earth in past geologic ages taken as the complete subject matter of a proposition or science the facts discovered cannot be regarded as causative of or a mechanism of the appearance of life for by definition they form a closed system to introduce reference to a future event is to deny the definition contrariwise a statement of that past condition of the earth as a mechanical condition of the later emergence of life means that the past stage is taken not merely as past but as in process of transition to its future as in process of alteration in the direction of life change in this direction is an integral part of a statement of the early stage of the earth's history a purely geologic statement may be quite accurate in its own universe of discourse and yet quite incomplete and hence inaccurate in another universe of discourse that is to say a geologist's propositions may accurately set forth a prior state of things while ignoring any reference to a later state entailed by them but a would-be philosophy may not ignore the implied future and footnote five the judgment of what is to be done implies as we have just seen a statement of what the given facts of the situation are 
taken as indications of the course to pursue and of the means to be employed in its pursuit such a statement demands accuracy completeness is not so much an additional requirement as it is a condition of accuracy for accuracy depends fundamentally upon relevancy to the determination of what is to be done completeness does not mean exhaustiveness per se but adequacy as respects end and its means to include too much or what is irrelevant is a violation of the demand for accuracy quite as well as to leave out to fail to discover what is important clear recognition of this fact will enable one to avoid certain dialectic confusions it has been argued that a judgment of given existence or fact cannot be hypothetical that factuality and hypothetical character are contradictions in terms they would be if the two qualifications were used in the same respect but they are not the hypothesis is that the facts which constitute the terms of the proposition of the given are relevant and adequate for the purpose in hand the determination of a possibility to be accomplished in action the data may be as factual as absolute as you please and yet in no way guarantee that they are the data of this particular judgment suppose the thing to be done is the formation of a prediction regarding the return of a comet the prime difficulty is not in making observations or in the mathematical calculations based upon them difficult as these things may be it is making sure that we have taken as data the observations really implicated in the doing rightly of this particular thing that we have not left out something which is relevant or included something which has nothing to do with the further movement of the comet darwin's hypothesis of natural selection does not stand or fall with the correctness of his propositions regarding breeding of animals in domestication the facts of artificial selection may be as stated in themselves there may be nothing hypothetical about them but their bearing upon the origin of species is a hypothesis logically any factual proposition is a hypothetical proposition when it is made the basis of any interference six the bearing of this remark upon the nature of the truth of practical judgments including the judgment of what is given is obvious their truth or falsity is constituted by the issue the determination of end means constituting the terms and relations of the practical proposition is hypothetical until the course of action indicated has been tried the event or issue of such action is the truth or falsity of the judgment this is an immediate conclusion from the fact that only the issue gives the complete subject matter in this case at least verification and truth completely coincide unless there is some serious error in the prior analysis this completes the account preliminary to a consideration of other matters but the account suggests another and independent question with respect to which i shall make an excursus how far is it possible and legitimate to extend or generalize the results reached to apply to all propositions of facts that is to say 
is it possible and legitimate to treat all scientific or descriptive statements of matters of fact as implying indirectly if not directly something to be done future possibilities to be realized in action the question as to legitimacy is too complicated to be discussed in an incidental way but it cannot be denied that there is a possibility of such application nor that the possibility is worth careful examination we may frame at least a hypothesis that all judgments of fact have reference to a determination of courses of action to be tried and to the discovery of means for their realization in the sense already explained all propositions which state discoveries or ascertainments all categorical propositions would be hypothetical and their truth would coincide with their tested consequences effected by intelligent action this theory may be called pragmatism but it is a type of pragmatism quite free from dependence upon a voluntaristic psychology it is not complicated by reference to emotional satisfactions or the play of desires i am not arguing the point but possibly critics of pragmatism would get a new light upon its meaning were they to set out with an analysis of ordinary practical judgments and then proceed to consider the bearing of its result upon judgments of facts and essences mr bertrand russell has remarked footnote philosophical essays page one o four one o five and footnote that pragmatism originated as a theory about the truth of theories but ignored the truths of fact upon which theories rest and by which they are tested i am not concerned to question this so far as the origin of pragmatism is concerned philosophy at least has been mainly a matter of theories and mr james was conscientious enough to be troubled about the way in which the meaning of such theories is to be settled and the way in which they are to be tested his pragmatism was in effect as mr russell recognizes a statement of the need of applying to philosophic theories the same kinds of test as are used in the theories of the inductive sciences but this does not preclude the application of a like method to dealing with so-called truths of fact facts may be facts and yet not be the facts of the inquiry in hand in all scientific inquiry however to call them facts or data or truths of fact signifies that they are taken as the relevant facts of the interference to be made if as this would seem to indicate they are then implicated however indirectly in a proposition about what is to be done they are themselves theoretical in logical quality accuracy of statement and correctness of reasoning would then be factors in truth but so also would be verification truth would be a triadic relation but of a different sort from that expounded by mr russell for accuracy and correctness would both be functions of verifiability. End of section fifteen.